Welcome to the Immortal Souls Podcast, where we explore the history, stories, myths, legends, and hype that make shoes what they are today. We are Jared and Nick, two brothers with a passion for shoes. We are excited to have you along for the journey. Elegance, sophistication, a sneaker that would look great with a tux. These are just some of the words used by Nike to describe Michael Jordan's second signature sneaker and arguably most underappreciated signature shoe when it hit retail shelves in November of 1986. Clearly, this Air Jordan looked much different from the first model in many ways. But the main question weighing on everybody's mind was, where's the swoosh? The Air Jordan 2 was the first Nike shoe ever to not include a swoosh on the shoe's upper and was a point of contention among investors and internal folks at Nike alike. Regardless of how you or we might feel about the Air Jordan 2, it's undeniable that the practice of leaving prominently placed swooshes off of successive Air Jordan models worked out quite well in the end. The clean, primarily white model was stripped of the traditional Nike logo in favor of just the Jordan wings. This stylistic alteration was highlighted by the Air Jordan 2's primary marketing campaign, which featured a close-up shot of the sneakers in midair with a simple caption reading, Just Wing It. The price tag, meanwhile, jumped from the Air Jordan 1's reasonable $65 to an eye-popping $100. Wow. Adjusting for inflation, that would be just north of $200 today. There was a reason for that, of course. Nike was aiming to create the most exclusive sneaker to date with the highest quality materials. The Air Jordan 2 featured a premium leather upper for superior support and comfort with no break-in required. The upper also boasted faux iguana skin for added elegance. Adding to the exclusivity was the fact the Air Jordan 2 was made in Italy and limited to only 30 stores in 19 metropolitan areas for the first two months of its release. It would be the first and only Air Jordan produced in Europe. The Air Jordan 2 was understated compared with the Air Jordan 1, coming in two mostly white mid-cut and two mostly white low-cut colorways. By comparison... The Air Jordan 1 came out in more than 20 colors in a short time following its initial release. The Air Jordan 2, with the black midsoles and laces, was dubbed the Away version, and the all-white model with red trim was known as the Home Silhouette, or the Home version. Where the Air Jordan 1 was recognized for edginess, the Air Jordan 2 assumed more of an air of elegance. The Air Jordan 1 like we talked about in episode 5 of this podcast, came out in April of 1985, towards the tail end of Jordan's rookie season, which was 1984 to 1985, with the Chicago Bulls. But by fall of 1985, the Air Jordan 1's phenomenal early sales had started to dip. 
Jordan missed a chunk of the 1985 and 1986 NBA season when he broke his foot in just the third game of the season, which resulted in him missing 64 games of his sophomore NBA season. Meanwhile, other sneaker brands had started releasing their own red, black, and white imitations of the Air Jordan 1. Some of these models included the Stadia by Kinney Shoes, Sengs, and, probably most famously, the Pony brand City Wings, which were some of the only imitations to gain some actual traction as they were worn by Spud Webb in his earlier career, including his 1986 slam dunk contest victory. It's unclear whether Jordan's injury hindered Nike's plan to release the Air Jordan 2 during 1985 and 1986. The two men responsible for the Air Jordan 2's look were Air Jordan 1 mastermind Peter Moore and Air Force 1 designer Bruce Kilgore. They definitely had their work cut out. To match the success of the Air Jordan 1 would be almost impossible. Before the Air Jordan 2 design was final, Moore and Kilgore experimented with adding the new Air Jordan 2 sole to the upper portion of the Air Jordan 1. Although I was unable to find photographic evidence, there are reports that say this hybrid model was worn by Jordan upon his return from injury at the end of the 1985-1986 season. Word on the street is that there are fewer than five samples that were made of this prototype, so happy hunting for one of those. You can check out the images of these unreleased hybrid prototype models in the show notes. Aside from the faux iguana skin and quality leather upper, the Air Jordan 2 boasted plenty other top-of-the-line features. The speed lacing system offered quick and even-fit adjustment. There was an extended polyurethane heel counter for improved stability during cutting maneuvers. And finally, the air unit in the heel and polyurethane midsole provided maximum cushioning. Jordan first wore the new model in the summer of 1986, filming a Nike commercial produced by Whedon and Kennedy. In the ad, Jordan glides through the air in slow motion, performing his rock-a-baby dunk, after which the narrator croons in a sultry baritone. Air Jordan. It's all in the imagination. The first time Jordan wore the Air Jordan 2 in public was a player edition in... University of North Carolina colors of white and baby blue at the North Carolina alumni game on September 6th, 1986, an event held to dedicate the Tar Heels brand new Dean E. Smith Center. A 23-year-old Jordan started the 1986-87 NBA season wearing the new sneaker, laced to the second eyelet from the top, which was how he preferred to lace all of his shoes. And with the flashy new footwear came baggier shorts, more leg sleeves, more sweatbands on the left arm, and more all-around swagger. In 1986-87, to 87, Jordan made up for the time he lost to injury a season earlier. In the first game of the season against the New York Knicks, he scored 50 points, setting a then-Madison Square Garden record for an opposing player. He became the second player, after Wilt Chamberlain, to score 3,000 points in a season. He averaged a career-best 37.1 points per game and became the first player in NBA history to record 200 stills and 100 blocks in the same season. 
He was also made an NBA All-Star. He won the slam dunk contest in Seattle with his legendary foul line dunk. And he made the All-NBA first team. The season would end in disappointment, however, as Jordan and the Bulls were swept by the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs for the second straight year. Jordan primarily wore the two mid-cut home and away versions in the first half of the season, adding in the two low-cut models during the second half. After the playoffs, Jordan again participated in the University of North Carolina alumni game, this time sporting a low-cut UNC colorway. Jordan Brandon Converse hooked up in 2017 to release a two-sneaker collaboration dubbed the Two That Started It All pack. The Air Jordan 2 and Converse Fast Break in the pack honored Jordan's time wearing Converse as a Tar Heel and his appearances at the alumni games. Oddly, the date on the heel of the mid-cut Air Jordan 2 alumni game model is 6-28-87, which is the date he wore the low-cut white Carolina blue model, not the away mid-cut model he'd worn at the game a year earlier. Rumor has it that the original Air Jordan 2 molds were eventually destroyed or possibly stolen. So when the Away version was retroed for the first time ever in 1995, the mid and low cut silhouettes weren't perfect matches of the original. Nike had to use original Air Jordan 2 shoes, which were deconstructed and dissected in order to recreate these retro versions. Additional colorways, new and original, have continued to come out right through to, tw- to 2018. Along the way, there have been collaborations with sports, hip-hop, and fashion notables like Carmelo Anthony, who has been a longtime Jordan brand athlete, Eminem, and fashion mogul Don C. For links to a complete list and images of these colorways, check out the show notes for this episode at our website. While the Air Jordan 2 is one of the more polarizing Jordan brand models, it can't be disputed how crucial it was in Michael's career. The risks Nike took by radically changing its Air Jordan design after the first shoe's success set the tone for more risk-taking and payoffs to come down the line. The Air Jordan 2 might not be the most popular model, and Kilgore and Moore were dismissed from designing any successive Air Jordan models after the 2s, but the second Air Jordans were still an important milestone, and they were on Jordan's feet as he crushed NBA records. Even though they aren't the most popular style of Air Jordan, despite being one of the original models displayed during Jordan's playing days, Nick, why do you think the Air Jordan 2 is important? Well, that's actually a really good question. And before I did some research on this episode, I knew actually very little about the Air Jordan 2. But the more that I've read about it and the more that I've learned about this model of shoe... Um, I've actually come to really grow in my appreciation for it. I think one of the main reasons is that the Air Jordan 2, it really set a precedent um, to completely break the mold and the norm of athletic sneakers. 
I feel like the twos really proved that the design of a shoe was more important than a logo, with it being the first Nike and obviously Jordan model, which did not have a prominent Nike swoosh. Of the original five shoes in the Jordan line, the two, I think, often gets lost in the shuffle. It's one shoe beyond the original Jordan 1, which is legendary, and it's one shoe before the beginning of the Tinker Hatfield era, um, which was started with the Jordan 3. As I said, Bruce Kilgore, he offered us the first Nike shoe without a swoosh. Um, He also introduced full foot air technology and something that I think is overlooked often, that faux iguana skin upper. It's a design detail that I feel really created inspiration for animal-inspired prints later in the Jordan line. Also, in all fairness, I think that almost anything Nike created to follow up the Jordan 1 would have likely been considered as mediocre or possibly falling short of the mark. Because even though the materials were superior to the ones, the performance was superior, I think they might have just been missing that elusive cool factor that was so strong with the Jordan 1s. So I think the 2s, they fall in a weird middle ground, but kind of like I mentioned, from the design elements to the materials to taking the swoosh off of things, I really feel like the Air Jordan 2s broke the mold and set a precedent, not just for the Jordan line and not just for Nike, but for other athletic and basketball shoe lines as well. And how about you? I mean, what do you feel about the Air Jordan 2? Do you think it is underappreciated at all as a as one of the original Air Jordan models? You know, first of all, I need to just agree with everything you said. I think it's undeniable that quite technically, I think we could probably say the Air Jordan 2 was an actual better basketball shoe than the Air Jordan 1. It was made out of more premium materials. It had more technology in it. You know, it, it was designed to perform better than the 1. Now, with that said, yes, I do think that the Air Jordan 2's historical significance is a bit overlooked by people generally, basically due to it not really being a fan favorite design-wise. People talk about the early models of Air Jordan, and you're always going to hear people going on about the ones, the threes, the fours, the fives, etc. But you don't really hear people talk about the twos that much. However, I do think that any true sneakerhead, any true shoe aficionado, while this might not necessarily be their favorite model of Air Jordans, I think they could at least appreciate its place in Air Jordan, and I would say in a broader sense, basketball shoe history. Until next time, signing off. See ya. Air Jordan. It's all in the imagination. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.